Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Ronis, it's opening day. Yankees and Mets are playing. Let the games begin. Yeah, we've been waiting for this day for a long time. Obviously, we had the two games in Japan, but this just feels more like opening day, afternoon baseball, not for 5.30 a.m. Eastern in the morning, uh, in the afternoon where everyone can get to see them play. And uh, Mets, Yankees are the two games on now. Uh, Cardinals and Brewers about to start at 2. Then we got a couple games at in the three-hour and then a bunch at 4 o'clock and just one tonight. So a uh, fun day of baseball and uh opening with a, a great pitching duel in Washington with DeGrom versus Scherzer. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about that game. The Mets are playing the Nationals. The Mets are on the road. They're leading one nothing. Robinson Cano, don't you know Robinson Cano batting third in the lineup? Ronas gets a home run in the first inning off of Max Scherzer. Yeah, you know, Cano is going to have a good year. I think there's no doubt about it. I think he was uh, a little devalued in some drafts uh, because, again, he's a veteran coming off a of suspension. And he really doesn't do anything great. But you know you're going to get a good average, you know, 20-plus home runs. And if this Mets lineup can, you know, be as good as advertised, the counting stats should be good. So, you know, the one thing that Max Scherzer, his problem is he gives up a lot of home runs. Uh, and that's why there, there have been games in DFS. If you can find the right guy, you know, he can give up two, three home runs in a given game and uh, has already allowed one today. But, but you know, he, he's got seven Ks. Doesn't he have the knack of letting up home runs when no guys are on base, though? That's maybe the beauty of his home runs? Well, yeah, because he's just so difficult to hit. You know, uh, he's already got seven strikeouts today with two outs in the fourth inning. So uh, when he, he does get beat, usually it's not with uh, many guys on base. And uh, that, that's a positive for him. So Cano is one for two with a home run. Uh, for the Nationals, Adam Eaton, one for two. Trey Turner, one for two with a stolen base. Uh, no surprise that Turner is going to be running. Do you think that Ramos is a good enough defensive catcher to stop guys in general, Adam? Well, he made a good throw. Uh, Turner got a good jump on the stolen base. So, you know, Syndergaard is really the guy that uh, teams have had a, a real easy time running against. So, uh, you know, Ramos, I think, is a, is a solid catcher and certainly good with his bat. He just got a single. Uh, but... McNeil grounds out 10 innings. So, yeah, I think, you know, Ramos is fine. It's really the pitchers. They have got to do a better job of holding runners on. You're absolutely right. I think you can't rely on your catcher. You also mentioned Victor Robles yesterday as somebody that you were high on. One for one, batting ninth in that lineup. Batting ninth, how do you think? So let's talk about it in two ways. First in seasonal and then in DFS. You lose at bats batting ninth. Why do teams put, the, put a player there instead of a pitcher? Remember the old days, it always used to be a pitcher batting ninth. Why did teams make this change? They like having like the back-to-back leadoff guys. It'll, it should help Robles run more because if he was hitting in front of the pitcher, they'd be more apt to not give him the green light. And I think with Eaton or whoever's hitting leadoff behind him, they'll let him run a little bit more. We didn't see that opportunity because he had a double to lead off the inning. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's going to hurt his counting stats a little bit <clears throat> and less at bats. So yeah, it definitely hurts in DFS for sure because you're trying to maximize as many at bats. And for season long, it, it is a little bit of a, a hit right now. I still think that could change. You know, Adam Eaton has not been the most durable player uh, over the last couple of years. He seems to get banged up. And even last year, he got banged up, came back, was banged up again. So if Eaton goes down, I would think that opens up uh, an opportunity for Robles to move to the top of the lineup, especially if he's hitting. So uh, I know the Robles owners are disappointed right now, but just kind of stay patient because that's the other thing. People are really reacting to batting orders today, who's in, who's out of the lineup. And I understand that sometimes it's an indicator of things to come, but you have to remember it's a long season. Things can change. Players go out there and produce. So, you know, try not to overreact uh, to some of the things that we're seeing today. So with that being said, any cause of concern for Brian Dozier batting seventh in front of the pitcher? I mean, Dozier used to bat first uh, for the Twins, occasionally third, but now he's going to bat much lower in that order. I think it's expected. I don't know where people were expecting Dozier to hit. For me, I thought it would be sixth or seventh. There was no way he was going to hit at the top. They wanted Eaton leadoff. He knew Turner was going to be second, Rendon third, Soto fourth. So uh, Zimmerman... Yes, when he he gets hurt a lot, but when he's healthy, he, he he crushes. I mean, he had a smoke the line drive today that you know Jeff McNeil caught. So uh, I'm not surprised by that. I mean, maybe you'd expect him to hit six uh, and go him seventh, but uh, they reversed it there. Uh, nah, for me, Dozier, the most important thing is health. Uh, last year, he clearly was playing with a bone bruise, and it affected his ability to drive the ball. So uh, you just want to see him healthy. All right, in the other game, Adam, your New York Yankees are winning 3 nothing uh, over the Orioles. I think, oh, just somebody got out here. I think Andujar uh, got out double as a double play. play. Yeah, double play. That's not a good sign there. Scored a run, though. Oh, there you go. So the so it's 4 nothing now. The Yankees are over the Royals. Uh, Aaron Judge, 2 for 2 with two runs scored. Luke Voigt, 1 for uh, with a home run in the first inning. Stan with the exit velocity. They were talking about exit velocities of just even, you know, the single. Was it a 107 for Judge and 111 for St- or 120 for Stan or something like that? I mean, these guys, the ball just comes off, caroms off the bats for these guys. It's amazing. Yeah, they're huge humans and they just crush the ball so uh not surprising there you know judge hitting second in the lineup uh again i i I said it back in january and february i was like why is aaron judge going in the second round and then he started to move into the first round and i took him in the great fantasy baseball invitation like 12 overall i just didn't understand why i mean people were taking him in the first round last year and why because he got hit by a pitch if you go back and look at his numbers he was on pace for another monster season so this lineup's going to put up a ton of runs uh, he's changed his batting stance, uh, less of a late kick, and it worked in the spring. For me, it had nothing to do with the spring with Judge. I don't know if other people propelled him up, but uh, and you know I despise the Yankees, but this is fantasy. I'm trying to win, and Aaron Judge is going to put up monster numbers this year, and uh, he's my pick for American League MVP. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, he was on his way last year until he got injured. And I'll tell you, I was in the first place in an online championship league until Judge got down, went down. I couldn't replace him. He is honestly, Adam, he he could be virtually irreplaceable in fantasy leagues because nobody does what he does with that sheer power. Yeah, he's got the power. He runs a little bit. And, uh, you know, with this lineup uh, as stacked as it is, uh, you know, he's going to just He's going to put up big numbers as long as uh, he can play 150 games this year. I mean, I don't mean to dwell on the stock to the lineup, but look, DJ LeMahieu, who they paid $24 million, isn't even playing. 
Aaron Hicks isn't even playing. Gliber Torres, who probably would hit third or in, in most lineups, is hitting eighth. Troy Tulowitzki, a future Hall of Famer, is batting ninth. I mean, this is literally insanity here. I think if you're uh, Yankee fans, can, can, there's nothing that they should be upset about this year because this team looks stacked. I know I said don't panic with batting order. It's going to change. But this was the reason why I thought Gliber Torres was not a good pick in round five or round six. And I completely stayed away from him. I don't even think I ranked him in the top 10 at second base this year. I just don't see him moving up in this order. I mean, who's he hitting over? Or what's the best case scenario? Seventh? I know Greg Bird's seventh today. Uh, when Hicks comes back, you know, I'm assuming he goes to the leadoff. That'll put Gardner at nine when he plays. Uh, so that's the thing about Torres. If he's going to hit it, and it's the Yankees lineup, and it's stacked, and they're going to score a ton of runs. But when you're hitting seventh, eighth, man, you're just going to lose at-bats over the course of the season. And so... Uh, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'm wrong and Torres moves up and there's injuries, but that was the reason why I was not as high on Torres. And when people took him in the fifth, sixth round, I was like, okay, good luck with that. I would absolutely agree with you with one minor exception. This Yankee batting order is so good. They may be batting around uh, in half. The, when, when you play against the Orioles and Blue Jays, he's going to get five at bats. It's not like he's only going to get three in some games. Yeah, but over the course of a season, you you just look at the numbers, and he's just not going to get the at-bats that other guys get. And it's not like he runs. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be as good as people make him out to be in fantasy. I mean, he's to me, he's not a fifth, sixth-round pick. What does he do that's so exceptional that separates him from the other guys in that round? No, no, I don't disagree with you. And I, I, I feel like, as we always say in drafts, there's Yankee, you know, Met money and Yankee money. This is Yankee money. I mean, look, this kid is the, the amazing thing, though. Could we argue that even with 480 at bats, he still could have 25 home runs and 85 RBIs? Is that possible? Yeah, it's possible. But again, if he's only if he's going to hit 260, 270 and not steal many bases, it's right. just it doesn't separate from what's been going in those rounds. You know, you could get the similar numbers 5 rounds later from a guy like Paul DeYoung. Who's right, no, I, right, who's hitting third. I totally agree with that. All right, for the Orioles, man, if you are a Baltimore Oriole fan, my heart bleeds for you. It really does. I, I mean, your team has nothing I mean, Jonathan Villar looks good, and Mancini, I guess, has moments of greatness. But Joey Ricard stinks. Chris Davis, dude, is just just bad. It's just just needs to not be there. Dwight Smith. I mean, there are some names of guys that shouldn't even be playing in Major League Baseball right now. Adam. Yeah, I'm a little surprised Renato Nunez is not in the lineup. I thought he would be. I thought he was a guy that has some sneaky power and at least would help in AL only leagues, if not maybe deep mixed leagues. So I'm a little surprised there. Uh, Mullins. Is is not a bad fantasy guy hitting leadoff. Uh, I think he's going to run a lot. I like VR hitting third, uh, but after that, there's just not really much here. I mean, I'd keep an eye on Richie Martin to see if he runs, but yeah, this is just an awful baseball team. I mean, it's just, just brutal. Yeah, I will give. I will say one thing. The only thing I can find about this team is that if we can wait, maybe till the service time, Adam. So were we talking about a month? You do have Austin Hayes. You do have Eunice Diaz. You do have Ryan Mountcastle. If they bring those guys up, because if they wait till September, forget about it. It's going to be a total mess. But maybe if they brought them up by June, there's a glimmer. At least, if you, at least as an Oriole fan, you could be watching players with the upside. Because, I mean, I don't even know how DJ Stewart's not even out there. What, what happened to him? Yeah, I don't know. The only guy that I could see coming up is Hayes, who I thought had a shot to make this roster. He had a very good spring. He was someone that people 
talked about last year and he got hurt. So in those draft champions leagues, you know, 40, 50 rounds, I, I was definitely taking him or had him on the radar. Uh, but I don't know how quickly the other guys come up because what's the point? I mean, this is a team that's going to be buried in the ALE. So, you know, why bring these guys up uh, until September? No, absolutely true. All right, there's another game that just started. The Cardinals are playing the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, two strikeouts for Jules Chassin strikes out Carpenter and Paul Goldschmidt. So um, what do you think of the Brewers pitching staff, Adam? I mean, the hitting looks pretty darn good. Kane and Yelich and Braun, Shaw, Aguilar, Moustakis, Grandal, Arcia. That's a pretty good lineup. What do you think of their pitching staff? I think it's sneaky. I think a lot of people look at the Brewers and say, oh, they don't have enough starting pitching. Uh, I think they have some big upside arms. Uh, I think Corbin Burns could be someone that has a good year. He was very impressive in his last outing. He had a good strikeout-to-walk ratio in the spring. I like Freddie Peralta. You know, he doesn't throw hard, but that fastball is tough to hit. It's got some movement. He just needs to cut down on the walks a little bit. Uh, but uh, I think they're intriguing. Uh, Jimmy Nelson could be a real wild card. I definitely am worried about his health. He was coming off the shoulder surgery, dealing with the elbow now. Brandon Woodruff's not a bad arm. Uh, and obviously, when healthy, the bullpen could be pretty good, but obviously they have some injuries now with Corey Knebel. He's going to figure out what he's going to do tomorrow, whether he goes for Tommy John surgery or tries to rehab the partially torn UCL that he's actually pitched with for a while. Uh, so that's a that's a big loss. Uh and then Jeffers is on the DL to start the year. So their bullpen depth has taken a little bit of a hit and very intrigued to see what they do with Josh Hader because uh, I think it looks like Jacob Barnes might get some save opportunities, which I can't believe. I spent some fab on him last year in the NFBC, and it turned out to be a disaster. But Well, uh, is that because they want to use Hader as in that effector role because put him in the seventh, the eighth, you know, to get them there? I mean, and then why not sign just why not sign Craig Kimbrell and be done with it already? I mean, that was the heavy rumor several days ago, and it has happened. So that leads me to believe that maybe it's not going to happen. Are they going to wait till June so they don't lose a draft pick? I don't know, because uh, you would have thought, okay, with the Knable news and the rumors, that they would definitely sign him, and they haven't. But, yeah, I think they do want Hater to be a multiple-inning guy. They might also be concerned about uh, maybe they don't want to use him two, three days in a row, and they'd rather just you know have him come in in the seventh with second and third, and, and you know he has that – high strikeout ability to get out of that jam. Uh, I guess that's the plan right now, but that's a bullpen to watch because if Hayter was indeed the closer, I mean, he he would be the first relief, relief pitcher off the board. I took him in like round seven of that online championship draft. I just thought I couldn't pass it up. What if he was the closer, right? I mean, I, I still was getting good numbers, but I took a shot on him. But Barnes has flashed in the past, but he's never really shown an aptitude to close. That doesn't mean he can't. It just means he's always been a guy who got holds. But, I mean, I guess he could step up. What, what about Taylor Williams? you like him at all? Uh, I don't think they're going to use him in that role. I mean, he's got a shot. I think he did get a, a couple opportunities last year. But uh, I think it'll probably be Jeffers when he is healthy and good to go. Right. I mean, to me, it just makes so much sense about Kimbrell. I don't know why he's not there. It, it solves all their problems. If Knable goes on, you know, goes for surgery, Kimbrell solves their problems. It just seems too easy. I, I mean, look, do you, are, would you be worried about losing a, a draft pick for, for Kimbrell if you were trying to win? I think it's uh, that's probably not the primary factor. The Probably the biggest issue is Kimbrell probably wants a ton of money and a multiple-year deal, and they're probably not willing to do it. But I'm sure Kimbrell has openly stated, you know, he wanted a multiple-year deal. He wants to get paid. Okay, you're Kimbrell right now, or you're Kimbrell's agent, even better. 
You, if they offer you 10 mil for one year, are you telling me you're not taking it at this point? Uh, it seems like he's not. I'm sure that he probably offered something like that. He probably even offered more. And he probably said no. I mean, do you, so do you think you're going to get a multi-year deal in the middle of a season like this? I mean, this is your best ch- To me, you got a shot to win the World Series. You're going to get 10, 12 million to play one year on a decent team. Why not take the money and then try again next year? Because it's another year of usage. He was slipping a little bit last year, and maybe he realizes, like, if I, if I don't get that deal now, I, I, I'm not going to get what I want. I guess that's true. So you'd rather get, you know, $37 million, protect yourself and your family, because you don't want to risk not being great this year. Yeah, and maybe they have some intel, or and they say, you know what, wait it out. Uh, there'll be a team that suffers an injury, or one of these teams up top that wants to be competitive and – Maybe they decide, you know what, uh, we're kind of desperate here. Let, let's just pay the guy we need him. You're Kimbrell. Would you rather go to the Brewers one year at $12 million, or would you rather go to the Orioles three years at $39 million? Well, the Orioles are not going to sign him. I'm just giving you an example. What do you pick? But it's an example that's not realistic. All right, then give me a crappy team who would pay him. I'd take the money. He won a you World Series. Him. Okay, fair enough. All right, we got more baseball. It's opening day. We're Scout Fantasy Sports. We'll be back right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 162 Guys, listen to me. This deal I'm going to offer you expires at midnight Eastern time tonight. You are going to get 25% off 
our full season package at scoutdfs.com. The promo code is OPENING25. That's OPENING25 for opening day. That's about 50 cents per day for the full MLB DFS package. It includes daily articles, our optimizer, Slack chat, and, and a bunch of stuff. So, I mean, really, you, you want to be part of it. It's 25% off, opening 25, scoutdfs.com. Ronan, did you play any DFS today? I didn't. I knew I was going to be able to. I had to basically, you know, submit my rankings the final minute up until one o'clock, and I had to set up all my lineups. I did two drafts yesterday, including one last night. So I just really didn't have the time to uh, look things up. And of course, for the slate coming up at four, I'll be on the air till four. So it's kind of difficult to to set a lineup without doing much research. So I'll get into it. I mean, there's. 162 days more actually more six months ahead so I'll plenty of time i know everyone gets excited opening day and everything but it's a long season it is a very long season i did play today adam i have uh i had luke voigt yeah i mean voigt was a guy that i the earlier drafts i was able to get him i definitely got him i think my first nfbc draft championship of the year uh and not he wasn't really pricey but it just didn't work out where i needed someone but He's going to have a good year. I know a lot of people doubted him because it was a small sample, but the Yankees are showing a lot of faith in him. I mean, the guy's hitting cleanup on opening day, and I know it's the Orioles, but he had a bomb to center, and we saw last year what he did in, in this Yankees lineup. Uh, it's just a good spot. You know, He's going to get pitches to hit. So I know Greg Bird's in the lineup, struck out his first at-bat. I think when they're fully healthy, I think Luke Voigt gets most of the at-bats. I do too. I mean, look, if you told me Luke Voigt was on the Orioles – I wouldn't be as excited, but when you're playing in Yankee Stadium and that kind of lineup, I mean, and, and the Yankees, like you said, showing faith to putting this guy in the smack middle of that order. I mean, this guy's doing nothing wrong. One for one with a home run and a walk today. I mean, the guy's just uh, ripping it up. Yeah, no, he's, a, he's a good player. I think people kind of doubted him because they look at the small sample and, you know, the Cardinals let him go. But we've seen this happen before. Players just kind of need to change the scenery. And, you know, we still have to see him over the long haul but uh i like the price i think i had him ranked like 14th at first base oh you had him that high yeah i did i liked him i, I had him high in the rankings all right let's take a look at some of the games later today it's uh, it's interesting we can even talk like this usually we're talking about who do you like at second base but now we're talking about today's games so atlanta again philadelphia julio Tehran against aaron, aaron nola uh any surprises for you in the lineup here josh donaldson batting second for the braves um Albies batting further down in the lineup. Any surprise there for you for the Braves? No, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Uh, that was one of the concerns I had with Albies. Uh, you know, he might hit leadoff against some lefties, but uh, I think against righties, he'll hit like sixth, seventh, and that's going to hurt his counting stats a little bit. And obviously, he did not have a good final four months of the season. They already had said Acuna was going to hit four. So you kind of knew this is the way it was going to pan out. Uh, so, no, nothing surprised with the Braves as expected. Now, the Phillies, they, they mentioned this was going to happen, and it absolutely did. Andrew McCutcheon is going to be leading off. Jean Segura, two. Harper, three. Hoskins, four. Real Moodle, five. But you've got Herrera as a, as a big mess because that guy doesn't always come to play. But Cesar Hernandez, do you think he might have been better closer to the top of the order? Or do you think they did the right move with McCutcheon there? I thought... You know, earlier in, before they made these moves, I thought Hernandez was going to be a good value, especially in OBP leagues hitting leadoff. But uh, his value does take a hit here, hitting seventh. Uh, look, McCutcheon's a big OP, OBP guy. 
they probably got it right because I think you want your best hitters to get the most at bats. And if you put Hernandez one, like, what are you going to do? Does McCutcheon then go sixth? I think Uh, it was five. Does he go after Hoskins or you want Real Muto there? No, I kind of like like it better the way they set it up now. Uh, The only problem is you do have, uh, you know, the the two righties back-to-back with Hoskins and Real Muto, but not a big deal. Uh, so no, I think they, I think they're fine, but it is Gabe Kapler. So I could see this changing, especially tomorrow. if they, if they, yeah, tomorrow, <laughs> the day after, especially if they don't hit that well, right. uh, I think it could change with him. Yeah. Kapler's crazy. They go over four today. We're changing everything tomorrow. All right. Detroit is at Toronto. Jordan Zimmerman is the opening day starter. Really? Is it that? I don't know which is worse. Jordan Zimmerman or Andrew Kashner. Who's the worst opening day starter? Uh, Kashner's worse. Zimmerman actually did have some flashes last year. He was pretty good at times. Uh, I remember actually picking him up in a deep league or two, uh, but it was always difficult to hit submit when you uh, had to set your lineup because you're like, really? I'm putting Zimmerman in there? Uh, so, yeah, you know, again, he had some good starts last year here and there, but certainly not on the radar in mixed leagues, really more ale only, and you're still holding your breath every time he goes out there because uh, over the – course of the season I don't think you're going to get uh great numbers you know he wound up finishing with a 4-5-2 ERA he really got hurt by the home runs he had a very good strikeout to walk ratio but he allowed a ton of home runs well looking at the Tigers lineup you had mentioned you know Harrison Castellanos Cabrera Candelario Goodrum this is not the worst lineup I've ever seen I think this this I'm not saying it's great but I think it's far from terrible better than a few teams out there and the top five is fine. After that, there's a lot of question marks. I mean, you got Jordy Mercer, Mickey Matuk at the bottom. So that's the problem. Uh, Miggy obviously has had a great spring. Uh, Castellanos is a really good hitter. Candelario was a little bit of a disappointment last year, but I could see him maybe improving. Uh, and I like Nico Goodrum for some pop and some speed. He was a very cheap player late in draft, position versus utility. I think people thought when they got Harrison he wouldn't play much, and I didn't see it. I think they, what they're going to do is just move him all around. Today he's the DH, and they go play some outfield at times. So I think they're just going to move him all around. All right, for the Blue Jays, Marcus Stroman, who really flashed a few years ago but hasn't really fulfilled his promise. He's starting. Can he be – let's see, can he get – 14 wins, an ERA of under four, a whip of 1.25. Is that asking too much? It's possible but unlikely. Uh, The wins on this team are going to be difficult to come by. Even when they were good, 13 wins was the most he had. I don't think he's as bad as last year. Even the underlying numbers say it. The problem with him, especially from a fantasy perspective, he just doesn't get enough strikeouts. Uh, 17.2% strikeout rate last year, 19.3% for his career. It's just not good enough. Uh, we saw the walk rate uncharacteristically go up last year. I think he was a little banged up, and he had a very high whip. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, his best season was a 1.17 whip, and after that, it's been 129, 131. So, you know, I think he could bounce back and, and be productive. He was a guy that was taking basically the reserve round, but. You know, I didn't get him. I, mean, I think people look. He gets so many ground balls. He's got a, a 60% ground ball rate for his career. The problem is when you're at home on the turf, a lot of those ground balls go through for base hits. So I, I don't know whether people will agree with this or not, but I think that the Blue Jays lineup is very contrarian sneaky in DFS. Grichuk, uh, Tioska Hernandez, Smoke. 
These guys can hit, Adam. They've got some power. And remember, you need guys who hit home runs. If you want to win in DFS, I mean, in a night where Grichek goes uh, two for five and a, and a home run, and a night that Smoke goes uh, two for four with a home run, you may get lucky there. Yeah, uh, it's not going to be a popular stack, but I think in the right matchup they can produce because they do have guys that can hit the home run. Uh, Smoke can as well. So, uh, you know, Danny Jansen, he's hitting eighth, but, you know, he's a catcher that uh, I don't know what his price is relative to everyone else, but I would think maybe it's a little bit lower. Obviously, in drafts, he was being drafted as a top seven, top eight catcher, especially with Salvador Perez going down. Uh, but, yeah, they, they do have some sneaky pop that will go for cheap. All right, Houston's playing Tampa Bay later. Really one of the best pitch up matching, pitching matchups of the day, if not DeGrom Scherzer. Then Justin Verlander, Blake Snell. I mean, these are two guys who are absolutely competing for the Cy Young on the American League, Adam. Yeah, I think uh, Snell definitely will not repeat as Cy Young. I think Verlander certainly is in the mix. Uh, Carlos Correa is not in the lineup dealing with the neck injury. This guy better not be hurt all year because I didn't take him in any draft. And then I was sitting there in a GST draft, and I said, you know what? End of round four. I don't have any Carlos Correa. This guy can hit. Great Astros. Let me take him. And now this guy's already dealing with a neck injury again. I mean, he's had injuries the last couple years. It's, it's getting sickening with him, man. So you hope that this is nothing serious. But what I did do is uh, with Tout Wars running fab last night, I had – Three injuries with Sano, Olsen, and Lindor. And, of course, none of them were put on the DL by 8 o'clock. Oh, don't so, even go there. So what I did was I actually added Aledmus Diaz, thinking, all right, if Correa's out, maybe he plays the next four days. And Diaz is in the lineup tonight so or this afternoon. So uh, I got Diaz at least for today. And, uh, I mean, I hope Correa doesn't miss time since I do have him in a, in a, in a money league. Uh, but Diaz, Diaz flashed before, like with the Cardinals. He flashed. No, he's not a bad player. I just don't. Uh, you know, some people were saying that he could be the Marvin Gonzalez of this team. I don't know about that because that's how they, that's what they really were hoping because he could play a little second, a little short. You know, they thought they could put him around. He, he's, a, he's a solid player. No, he is, but I, I don't think you can use him in a weekly league like that. I don't think he gets as many at-bats as Marwin Gonzalez because where is it coming from without, without an injury? I just don't see it. No, no, he's going to need an injury to play. I would agree with that. And, you know, Jake Marisnik, what, what's, what's going on there? I mean, at what point? I mean, I don't like Reddick, but at what point do we see Kyle Tucker already? We, we probably will. I think we definitely will see him at some point this season. All right, for Tampa Bay, man, this, this lineup is just sketchy. But, you know, even though it's sketchy, they always figure out a way to do it. But Meadows, Fam, G-Man Choi, Brandon Lau, Yandy Diaz, Joey Wendell, Willie Adamas, Kiermaier Zunino. It, it, at first glance, it looks like a mess, Adam. I don't think it is. I think it's a pretty good lineup. I actually like Choi. I think he's got real sneaky power. We saw it last year. I was a little surprised to see him hit third. Uh, you know, I took him or, or wanted to take him in a couple. I think I have him in, like, two leagues. Uh, one of them, he's only utility eligible. I think might be that way in the NFBC, too. So that's the problem. So it's good that he's playing some first base. You hope that he gets the first base eligibility soon. But, yeah, he has some sneaky pop. We saw last year at 10 homers in 61 games. Uh, he's a good OBP guy, too. He draws some walks. Uh, Lau, obviously, they're confident in. You know, they just paid him and signed him to a contract. The fact that he's hitting cleanup here against Verlander, First game of the season is a really good sign, and uh, I had a decision to make in a draft late last week, and it was between Lau and Pinder, and I went with Lau, and that's before I even knew he signed the contract. I made the pick of Lau, and two hours later they talked about it, and then I saw the Pinder with Olsen. I'm like, oh, maybe I was wrong, but looks like Lau's going to play 
quite a bit and a good sign that he's hitting fourth to open. So, uh, you know, Kiermaier is down in the order. That might be a little surprise. You know, usually that's a guy that they hit near the top, but uh, Medals, I think, is sneaky. I like Fam. Uh, I think there's uh, some, some good, some good uh, at-bats here. All right. Your guy, Harrison Bader uh, homered, Adam, and Colton Wong homered, a two-run homer. So the Cardinals are now leading the Brewers 3-0 there. Uh, give it up for Colton Wong, Ronas. Uh, okay, Chicago is playing the uh, the Cubs are playing the Rangers. The Cubs have an interesting lineup because Joe Madden, you know, loves his splits. But they're going up against Mike Miner. Albert Amora is is the center fielder, and a guy named Mark Zagunas is batting ninth as the left fielder. Dare I say I've never heard of this guy? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that just shows I don't know enough. But I, I kind of never heard of this, this guy. And then David Baudy. I mean, they've got a lot of guys here. This in this lefty lineup. Is this does this surprise you at all? What it does surprise me is that Kyle Schwarber is not in the lineup, and this was the reason why I couldn't draft Schwarber this year. I like him. I think the power is for real, but he just sits against almost every lefty. And I thought with Ian Happ going down, maybe that would change this year. But the fact that we're in an American League ballpark with the DH and Kyle Schwarber can't be in the lineup against Mike Miner on opening day, it's not a good sign. That is something that is definitely worrisome because for a little bit I was like, okay, should I have taken Schwarber? And I just couldn't because I had him last year in the NFBC. And in the NFBC, obviously, you can make the changes on um, Fridays with the lineup, but it's still frustrating uh, in a weekly league where you're like, oh, he's facing two lefties in the next three days. I got to bench him. And, you know, over the course of the season, it's just really rough. And uh, the fact that Schwarber's not in there on opening day is definitely not a good sign for me. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more there. And I mean, you look at that lineup. I get, I, I, I get what Joe Madden does. It's his, it's what he does. But ah, a lot of no names in that one for Texas, though. Well, I think the Cubs are going to be a big disappointment this year. I like the under eighty-seven and a half wins on them. I think this team is uh, not that good. I think they have questions on the pitching staff. I think they have some holes in this lineup. Uh, I think the Cubs are going to be a letdown. In fact, I don't even think they finished top two in that division. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I like that under a lot. For Texas here, Ronette Adore moves up to second in the order, and Hunter Pence is the DH there. Are you surprised that he's hitting ahead of Mazzara? Uh, No, because the lefty's on the mound. Pence had a great spring, and I actually picked him up in tout too. Again, for basically the next four days, and... He ran a lot in the spring. I think he had six stolen bases. He's healthy right now. Do I expect it to last? No, but, you know, I was kind of just looking at a four-day period, and they're home, and, you know, he made the team. Uh, I think the biggest surprise here is that Shin Shu Chu is not in the lineup. I know it's a lefty, but, you know, Chu not in there. You figured at least, you know, maybe uh, Pence plays the outfield here, uh, but, you know, they went with Gallo in the outfield, Pence DH, so... uh, that's something to keep an eye on because, uh, you know, Pence had a great spring. You know, if we, we dismiss it all we want, but he was running a lot. I, he was probably trying to prove, hey, I'm healthy. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to steal bases, and I'm good to go. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts. All right, the Angels play the A's there. Trevor Cahill against Mike Tears for Fears. Uh, so here's the Angels lineup. you got Calhoun, Trout, Justin Bohr batting third, Andrelton Simmons batting fourth, Poolholes five, Cosart six, Listella seventh, Lucroy eight. I don't care. I, 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 you may disagree with me, and I know you said it's about the money. If I'm Mike Trout, and that's my lineup behind me, I'm not happy. 
I mean, yeah, you, you want to have a better team. There's no question about it, uh, especially with Houston in your division. But uh, Trout seemed like a guy that was kind of loyal, liked it there, and you know decided to stay. All right, maybe so, but there's a lot of work needs to be done to make that team good. Oakland, re sexy Rexy Grossman is leading off. Chad Pinder playing second base today, Adam. But uh, that lineup looks uh, pretty solid with Chapman, Piscotty, and Davis right in the middle. Yeah, and it'll be some change because they just acquired Kendrys Morales yesterday. Probably not ready to play yet as the trade just happened, past physicals and all that stuff. But he'll be there, and my guess is he probably plays uh, first base as they look to get a fill-in with Matt Olson out with the handmade bone injury. So if he goes to first, where do you put Profar? Second. And then Pinder goes to left, and then you just do it that way? And uh, you just no, move Pinder, Pinder around? Pinder will be moved around. It won't play yeah. as much. I think this thinks his value a little bit. You don't think he can get a Marwin Gonzalez type of thing? Where he, you think it's like it's, 400 bats? It's possible. Um, it's possible. I mean, I like the bats, so I'm kind of hoping. Uh, even though I don't, I don't even know if I own him anywhere, but I did like him. I picked him up in tout yesterday for twenty bucks. Yeah, no, he's worth picking up. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he was available in mine. No, I don't think he was because I would have seen that. Would have put in a bit. Yeah, I thought it was worth. I mean, twenty bucks. All right, so um, we'll take a little time out here, Adam. Let's see. Let's take a review of the scores very quickly. So the Yankees are still up four to one in the bottom of the fifth. The Mets are up one nothing uh, in the bottom of the sixth, and the the Cardinals are up three zero in the bottom of the second against the Brewers. It is opening day. We're Scout Fantasy Sports. I'm Dr. Roto along with Adam Ronis. And remember, check out ScoutDFS.com. Opening twenty five. That's the that's the promo code that you need. 25% off your entire season. So you get the optimizer, the articles, the podcast, everything that can help you win in DFS. All right, that's where you're gonna go. ScoutDFS.com. We're back right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. 
the morning after. The Red Sox and the Blue Jays, so the Trailer Park Boys are there. They throw out the first pitch. Slash of Gus and the Roses did the national anthems, and they thought it'd be a good idea to give away magnets. You know, magnets stick to fridges, but they also fly. <laughs> yeah, they're like projectiles. Yeah, and they're pretty yeah. exactly. Dude, people started, like, tossing magnets. It got out of control. It's like the Blue Jays had, like, had to set a policy. From now on, we give away the giveaways on the way out. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. All right, we're back, guys, with all 30 Major League Baseball teams playing today. The 2019 MLB season is officially underway, and it's time for you to swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRoto.com, who is looking to make someone their eighth millionaire winner. If you're playing MLB DFS on DraftKings or FanDuel and not using DailyRoto.com to help set your lineups, you're just doing it wrong. So go to DailyRoto.com, enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount, and you'll get lineup alerts and weather updates, fantasy projections, and the use of lineup optimizers that have already produced millions in winnings. That's a 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your special discount today. Speaking of millions, Adam, I had one number and the Powerball number. That paid me $4. Wow. Yeah, that happened to me like twice. I got like the Powerball number, uh, but on this one, uh, didn't get anything. Somebody won in Wisconsin, dude. Did they? Oh, Damn the it. Thing. Suckers. The whole thing. The whole oh, thing. <laughs> uh, my, my guy, Moustakas, with a home run. I think this guy could hit 40 home runs last year. This year. Or, or this year. I think, yeah. I have. I, I took got him. him. I got him yesterday as my corner infielder in a 12-team league. Yeah, uh, I did too. I, how much did you spend? Was it an auction or was it a no, draft? No, it was a draft, but I really wanted him. I think, I, yeah, I got Chapman on my starting third baseman, Moustakas, as my corner. And the good thing is Moustakas will get second base eligibility and I'll be able to move him around and trade Turner with his third stolen base of the, oh. the game. He's still third. Another one? Oh, my yeah. God. Well, it's funny about Moustakas because in the league uh, that I'm in with a, that friend of mine with the crappy rules, I wanted Goldschmidt. And I said, look, if you don't get Goldschmidt, don't come home without Moustakas because I think the guy can hit 40. I mean, in that lineup, there's no pressure on he him. He was so undervalued in drafts. I don't understand why in that ballpark for a full year, a good lineup, and I look, I know he doesn't steal bases, but this guy, I, and I talked about this in the preseason a lot at third base. Like, I kept, there were so many third basemen I wanted to move up the rankings. I think there's, it's not a very deep position, but I think like the top 15 are excellent. And I'm like, damn, how high am I going to push Moustakis? Because I want to move Devers up and Chapman. And there were just so many good third basemen, but I really felt Moustakis was uh, too undervalued in drafts. And, uh, I really wanted it. I don't think I even have him enough, to be honest. I've, I was happy to get him yesterday. I made it a point. I'm like, I got to get this guy because, you know, I see 35 to 40 home runs in that ballpark and uh, a good start today as he goes deep off uh, Miles Michaelis. All right, so the Mets and Nationals. The Mets, it's the end of the sixth inning. The Mets are leading one nothing. Jacob DeGrom, six innings, five hits, one walk, ten strikeouts. Max Scherzer, six innings, two hits, one walk, ten strikeouts. The only difference is a home run by Robinson Cano. And as Adam said earlier, Trey Turner with his third stolen base of the game, two for three. So now it's going to go, what, Lugo to Familia to, to Diaz. Can the Mets hold this, hold this win? Uh, it's possible. I mean, obviously you want to get Scherzer out this game, but he's still in there rolling along. Uh, I don't know if they take the Grom out. Uh, they might because it's six innings. I think he, I didn't think he had his best stuff today, but uh, you know, I talked about it a lot. You know, the ace pitchers separate themselves when they don't have their best stuff. 
they gut it out and battle through it. And this is the prime example of Jacob DeGrom today. Six scoreless innings, five hits. He was not sharp. He did not hit his spots. This is an excellent Nationals lineup. I really like this Nationals lineup. Uh, I've said it all preseason. They are my pick to win the division. I actually have them going to the World Series. I pray that I'm wrong. Obviously, I want the Mets to win. But I just think this is a very good team. And people just saw, oh, they lost Harper. And everyone was on the Phillies. I just think the Nationals, especially if Strasburg can stay healthy. And I don't have faith in that. But I just think this is a very good team. And I could see them you know, making a move during the season, uh, bolster the bullpen, maybe add a starter. Uh, so... You know, I think this is a very good team, and, and DeGrom did a really good job of gutting it out today. I mean, a lot of other pitchers would not have made it past the fourth inning today, but that's what separates DeGrom, and it looks like he's done because Mickey Callaway went over, shook his hand, so I think DeGrom is done. He will go six innings. I think I'm okay with that. 93 pitches, six innings. You know, you bring him out for the seventh. I think I'm okay with that. I mean, it's. I think it was a good start for him, but now, man, the Yankees, it's the bottom of the fifth, 5-1. Luke Voigt knocks in another run because he was hit by pitch. So Gardner scores, Stanton to second, Judge to third. It's still bases loaded. Miguel Andujar is up. Man, Adam, man, would it would it shock you if the Yankees just scored ten on opening day? No, not at all. I mean, they're home, even though it's not very warm out in New York today. But they're home. It's the Orioles, man. This is just you know. I tweeted out earlier. Um, when does spring training end for the Yankees? Because I mean, <laughs> this is spring training. Uh, and then I think they play Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. I believe to begin next week, and oh, then yeah. I think they have a a, a a tougher team, maybe Houston, but. Yeah, I mean, that's why the Yankees are going to win a ton of games, even with Severino a little banged up. Uh, although I think I saw that he's actually going to throw off a mound next week, which, honestly, I got to root for Severino. I took him in the NFBC auction, so for 11 bucks, oh, 10, 10, 11 bucks. Oh, uh, that was a steal. That was a steal. I, well, we'll find out. It could be either a steal or the guy could be out for the year. I mean, you know, people are holding their breath. People got Severino round 9, round 10, paying 10, 11 in an auction, and it's one of those risks that could be a huge deal if he comes back in May and is himself for five months, or he could have a setback or and be out for the year. It's one of those you know high risk high reward things that you're just not sure about. For the Yankees, are you happy with um, Andahar gets a sacrifice fly? Judge scores, so it's now six one. Are you happy that Andahar is batting fifth, or would you rather see Gary Sanchez bat there? Uh doesn't really matter to me i think probably most people expected it to be i would think sanchez um uh, it's it's not a righty lefty thing because there's a bunch of righties there so uh i i think it's fluid i think it could change uh you know aaron hicks is going to be a, a big deciding factor too again it seems like they want him to hit lead off i know they have gardner there now which they can get away with the orioles no, Hick, but... hicks was hitting lead off in the spring when i saw him. right I yeah mean... and i think he will be uh, when he returns, but I'm concerned about him, man. This is two quarter stolen shots in the back. I know that they retroactive it, so they hope he can be back soon, but I don't know. I mean, you're hearing reports that it's really not great, and we know back injuries are, are not what you want to have, so I'm worried about Hicks. I had to drop him down in the final rankings, and you know he's a guy that I, I like a lot. I took him in the great fantasy baseball invitational, but I backed off uh, all the drafts over the last couple of weeks. I'm definitely concerned. Good thing for him he got paid. Yeah, he did get paid. That's true. That's right, so crazy. This guy has had a history of injuries, 
and he gets the contract, and then like days later, oh my back, like what? Like, no, I, I wouldn't say that's that's, that's what happened. Right. It, I know, but it's really not what happened. But it is. Yes, what it happened. was. It, I, I what, know. What but did I state me, there? That's not a fact. I got paid and then I got hurt. I don't know, I'm fine. I, was, I can't. I can't play. No, anymore. but it, I'm taking my I'm money. not. I'm not saying that he that it was intentional or. I'm just saying it's just so odd. He gets this contract and then several days later he's got this back issue. No, I, right. It, I mean, obviously they did a physical and everything seemed fine, but don't you remember just, the church lady? How convenient. Remember that? Yeah, I mean, but the, and you know, a lot, there were people who were critical of that contract, saying, "How could the Yankees pay Hicks?" I mean, they obviously got for the market; they got a good deal, and we've seen a lot of teams get good deals. We, on fantasy the owners loved Hicks, and and rightfully so. I thought he was a great play this year. Well, he's because he's got well, a great skill set. I mean, again, even on the Yankees, even eighth, ninth round in a fifteen team league was still a good value. But obviously, the big question mark was okay. Durability, how many games can he play? Because it's been the one issue in his career that has held him back. But you put him lead off on that team, his ability to hit home runs, steal bases, the run scored. Yeah, it would have been great, but I'm, I'm definitely concerned with this back. All right, let's, uh, let's t- turn our attention back to uh, today's games. Cleveland against Minnesota here. Um, Leonis Martin batting leadoff for Mira's second. Tyler Knock in third. I mean, this 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 Indians lineup is is really bad right now. It is, and then Francisco Lindor with the setback with the ankle injury that he already placed him on the DL, so he's going to miss some time. That's not good. Yeah, this is just uh, not a good lineup at all, and I'm surprised that they didn't do anything to bolster. I mean, they got Brad Miller in this lineup, Eric Stamets. I mean, Roberto Perez is catching. It's pretty bad. All right, speaking of pretty bad, Milky Cabrera is starting today. Adam Lonnie Chisenhall, who can't stay healthy for the life of him, is out. And for Pittsburgh Pirates, Milky Cabrera. I thought this guy was out of baseball. No, I knew he was the Pirates. Uh, Chisenhall got hit by a pitch, broke his hand, so he's out four to six weeks. That's another guy that just cannot stay on the field. So they're hoping to get Gregory Polanco back relatively quickly. Uh, looks like he's going to be playing in minor league games. They're hoping mid to late April. You're definitely always concerned with a guy coming off shoulder surgery as far as the power, uh, which is why I really didn't go after him in drafts. I started to He started to pique my interest a little bit lately, uh, but I just was concerned uh, that the power could take some time to come back. Uh, we saw last year with Conforto. You know, he, he had a big finish to the year. But in the first half, you know, he probably rushed back, came back too soon, and you could see the results of that. All right, a team that we both like a lot, the Reds. Uh, Jose Peraza batting sixth today. I really wanted him to bat second at him, but I don't know how that happens because you have Votto and Puig and Suarez. I just really wanted Peraza higher in that order. Well, I wanted him lead off. In January and February, I thought he was. And, you know, I think I wrote an article about him in early February uh, but then I started to see the talk in the spring that they really wanted Jesse Winker to bat leadoff because he's really good at getting on base. So I was just hoping Peraza wouldn't hit eighth. Obviously, the Scooter Jeanette injury opened it up a little bit for him to hit higher. I mean, sixth is better than eighth. Uh, I think the key here is you just hope that he's aggressive and runs because a lot of his value is tied to the stolen base. He's always been a guy that's been very efficient on the base pass. I think he has the ability to steal 40 bases. Whether he gets the opportunity is going to be the big question mark. All right, San Francisco against the Padres. Uh, Manny Machado batting third. Franil Reyes batting cleanup. Tatis batting sixth. It's an all, basically an all-righty lineup against Mad Bum. I hate As much as you hate John Lester, I think I hate Mad Bum this year too. Yeah, I've been off Bum Gardner. 
he's just not the same. His fastball is not as good. I wouldn't be surprised if he pitched well just because, you know, this is a guy that we've seen have that bulldog mentality, and he did have the dirt bike accident. Then he got hit by a comebacker last year. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I could also see him maybe being a guy that gets rejuvenated with a trade. I don't know if any team will take on that contract, but I got to think there's a contender maybe late in the year that says, you know what, let's take a shot. This guy has a great postseason resume, but they'll obviously want to see what he can do first during the regular season. But he's someone that really fell in drafts, and I still was not biting. All right, in Colorado, people were worried, was it, were wondering, was it Ryan McMahon, Garrett Hampson? Who was going to be the second baseman? Well, today, on opening day, it's Ryan McMahon, Adam. Yeah, and I don't know if this is going to be the situation every day. McMahon obviously had a great spring. Hampson did too, but McMahon was one of the best hitters in the spring, and it was hard for them to not give him the opportunity to start opening day. And you know, I think there's paths for playing times for both guys. Obviously, it, it will take injuries. They're going to happen, whether it's Murphy, Story, Dahl, who just can't stay healthy, even though I'm a big fan. I think he has a big year, and I invested in him quite a bit. But, you know, he hasn't shown the ability to stay on the field, maybe Desmond. So there could be opportunities where Hampson gets some time in the outfield. So if you took him, uh, kind of just be patient, see how this plays out. All right, Arizona against the Dodgers. Adam Jones Comes in, one year, three mil, and now he's batting leadoff today. Yeah, a little surprised by that because he's not a big OBP guy, but I guess when you look at this lineup, they really don't have the prototypical leadoff hitter. Wilmer Flores is batting third. Could Marte bat first? He could. Uh, maybe that's a possibility. Maybe they put Jones there because there's a lefty on the mound. Hinjin Ryu is going, so maybe that's why. Maybe well, I'm interested to see what they do uh, against the right-hander. Maybe they move Jones to the five spot, so... Uh, it's another lineup that uh, definitely took some hits, but uh, Wilmer Flores batting third is a good sign there for Flores. I think with the injury to Steven Sousa probably means that Flores, I would think, plays pretty consistently every day at second base. All right, sometimes things just come out of nowhere in baseball, and I think that's why it's such a hard game to win in fantasy. The White Sox are playing the Royals, and if you look down who's batting fifth, the Royals, is a guy named Frank Schwindelronis. I know he's had good minor league numbers. I thought it was supposed to be Ryan O'Hearn. Did I miss something? Well, they're uh, going against the lefty, so I, I don't know if they feel confident in putting O'Hearn out there against lefties yet, so that's probably why you're seeing Schwindel, who I don't even think was drafted in like a lot of AO-only leagues. The guy's like 26 years old. Uh, even his mother didn't leaguer. draft him. Yeah, it's not yeah so yeah, they that's the thing with O'Hearn is he might sit against some lefties. Uh, I, you know, it's the Royals, man. Give this kid a shot. See if he can hit lefties. I've always said it. I hate when these teams do this. They they don't let these guys get an opportunity to hit southpaws. And you don't – maybe they can't. But you can't go on, like, 15, 20 at-bats, especially the Royals. Like, see what you have here and give them an opportunity to play every day. If he can't hit lefties and he's helpless out there, then you just say, okay, look, we gave you a shot and you can't hit lefties. So we can't put you out there. But – to not even give him a chance, I don't understand it. For the White Sox, Yoan Moncada is batting second. Eloy Jimenez batting fifth. And I'm a big Jimenez guy. It's the perfect spot in the order for him. Yeah, I mean, this guy crushed uh, at the minor league level. Uh, there was nothing more to see. And the best thing that happened for those that drafted him was getting that contract. You know, he was going eighth, ninth, tenth round even before he got the contract. So everyone was confident that he would be up pretty early and. Uh, White Sox obviously paid him, so you don't have to worry about that. And uh, this guy should crush. 
All right, I want to give you a little compliment here, Adam Ronis. If you look at the Boston and Mariners game, you're going to see something that may su- surprise people, but it didn't surprise you, and, I sh- and I'm going to tell you why. Rafael Devers is batting third. I told you he was doing that in the spring. They had him third way more than, pe- than I expected that he would be. This might be his spot this year, and if that's the case, his value goes way, way up. Christian Yelich, bang, three-run homer. Yes, uh, took him third in the draft last week. Uh, yeah, uh, Devers is a guy, again, another, a third baseman that I like. And I'm like, ah, oh, got to move this guy up. But there's just so many good third basemen there. And uh, that might be one of my regrets is not getting any Devers. Uh, putting him third in that Red Six lineup, I mean, if that sticks. Uh, again, and you got to be remember, everyone's overreacting to lineups. This doesn't mean it's going to stay that way all year. Obviously, it's a good sign that he gets that opportunity here early in the season uh, between uh, Betts and J.D. Martinez. My goodness, you couldn't ask for a better spot. I mean, he's going to get so many pitches to hit. The only strange thing about this lineup, though, is where Steve Pierce, because Mitch Moreland doesn't really hit lefties. He's He's hurt. He's on the DL. Okay, because Moreland doesn't hit lefties well. Okay, so Yeah, yeah, he's hurt to begin the year, so that's why. Okay. All right, because otherwise I'm like, there's no way Moreland plays. I mean, that guy can't hit lefties to save his life. But you're right. Devers is in a spot. Ben Attendee, Betts, Devers, J.D., Bogarts. That's a nice little top five right there. It really is. Bradley at the, at the bottom I think is going to be pretty good too. So, uh, yeah, I have Marco Gonzalez, and I had to start him in uh, like a league or two to get his Japanese uh, Japan stats where he had a win. But in Tout Wars, I benched him. I had some good options. Uh, it's just scary going against that Red Sox lineup. And I know Marco, I think he had a, a game or two last year where he pitched well against them. But, man, anytime you have a pitcher going against Boston and the Yankees, you are scared as hell. Yeah, just pray. Just pray. All right, who do you have in the second hour, Adam? Uh, we'll have Steve Renner, Scout DFS. He'll come on and he'll preview the afternoon slate because we got uh, several games at 4 o'clock. I think like uh, about eight or nine games at 4 o'clock. So there's still time to play DFS. All right, speaking of DFS, check out ScoutDFS.com. Remember, opening 25 gets you 25% off our package for the entire season. All right, guys, this is Dr. Roto saying be well, take care, enjoy opening day. I hope it's a great one for your team. Adam, enjoy hour number two. I'll see you on Monday, my friend, all right? Definitely, man. All right, we're going to be with Scout Fantasy Sports. We're back right after this.